Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is episode 35. It seems like every other day I read in the necessity to eat fermented foods that are good for our gut health. Apparently, it's in our gut where many diseases are born, so by consuming foods that feed the good bacteria there, we help ourselves remain healthy. In today's episode, you'll hear how one woman turned to fermented foods to help her get healthy. She even started a company that makes incredibly high-end fermented foods to share what she's learned with others. Hi, my name is Bob Williams and I'm the host of the Sarasota Stories podcast. It's an interview-based show where I talk with the most fascinating people in the greater Sarasota area and share their story with people like you. You see, I believe if you truly want to get connected in your community to build personal, professional, even lifelong relationships with others, then a willingness to hear each other's stories is an absolute must. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Sharon Jurassic, a fermentalicious. Sharon will share with us what's one thing that most people don't know about her, the personal health journey she was on that led her to start Ferment Delicious, what Sharon learned about probiotics and their impact on our health, how the super healthy products she creates are made the Ayurvedic way, where can we find her products, and why she wants her business to stay small and local, and much, much more. Thank you for spending your valuable time with us today. I hope you will listen, learn, but most importantly, I hope that you will connect. Sharon Jurassic, owner of Ferment Delicious, welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on here. And, and for our listeners, a little background, Sharon and I, uh, oh, it's been several weeks ago, we tried to get her on and we just had a connection problem, which is a part of technology today. We're doing this virtually. And so uh, we just decided to kind of reschedule here and give you all a better episode and maybe go a little bit deeper into what it is that Sharon does through Fermentlicious and um, just be able to share the kind of like the journey that she was on in fermentation. And we're going to get into some of the health aspects of all that. So it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Share with us one thing most people don't know about you. <laughs> Well, I am an open book, so if anyone asks me a question, I share openly. But with that being said, if I dig way back as a child, my parents went through a divorce and I was living with my mother. My father and I went to the mall and I saw a snake 
and I wanted the snake. <laughs> and uh, much to my mother's dismay, my father bought me the snake, which um, I had to feed mice to. And that was an interesting time in my life. And as I look back now, knowing what I know today, snakes represent transformation. And it was a real transformational time in my life. Yeah. Wow. Well, I grew up on a farm and we used to catch snakes all the time. As, as, a, matter, as a matter of fact, my mother, I, I don't know if our audience will even want to know this, but my mother, she used to actually catch little snakes for us, little garter snakes and put them in a jar or something like that. And one day we came in, we said, mommy, mommy, come out and catch a snake for us. And it was a six foot long black snake. Thanks. And she said, I'm not going to catch this one for you. So. <laughs> leave them in the yard. Yeah, leave them in the yard. Well, so we're here to talk about your business, which is Fermentlicious, which is uh, which we see you Saturday down at the Sarasota Farmer's Market. You have a, a lot of other locations that you sell these products at, but let's talk about what is Fermentlicious and why did you start the business? Well, Fermentlicious is a sauerkraut company. It started as a sauerkraut company. It has evolved since I graduated with my doctorate in Ayurveda medicine and I've kind of rebranded to Fermentlicious Pharmacy, but it all started with the ferments and mm. healing my gut. I had Hashimoto's. I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's with a diagnosis to start the Synthroid. And I just started doing some research and going within. I wanted to get to the root problem. I was a yogi. I am a yogi. And I knew that getting to the root cause would be the solution for me. So I started to dig deep into what could potentially help me. And I discovered Donna Gates, who really is a pioneer in gut health and wellness. And one thing that really stuck in my mind as I was doing this research is how fermented foods change the microbes in our belly. So if we crave certain foods such as sugar, it helps to curb those cravings. And at the time, I was a self-proclaimed sugar junkie. I thought it was healthy, but I really wasn't healthy looking back on it. Really? So, so what does fermentation do to change those cravings or change our microbiome? I mean, I mean that's, those are some big words there. What, it's, I, I'm not really sure what that means. So well, it, through the fermentation process, so there's a three-stage fermenting process that takes place if you let your ferments go for a minimum of four weeks. So to truly get the medicinal effects of the sauerkraut, the ferments have to ferment for a minimum of four weeks. And they go through this three-stage fermenting process, creating these beneficial microbes. And when you start to introduce these beneficial microbes, the fermented foods, into your diet just a little bit, thinking of it as a high-grade condiment, and you start to introduce that into the belly, into the gut, it starts to change the microbes within the gut. So when you think about our bellies, our gut as a as almost like dirt or soil, if you will, it's our mm. terrain. And these beneficial bacteria help to create more beneficial bacteria and they kill out the bad guys, killing out any bugs that really aren't beneficial to our bodies, specifically like candida is one that it can definitely push out. You don't want to kill candida because candida is important, but you definitely don't want an overgrowth of it. So it helps to maintain this ecosystem that's balanced and healthy 
And it actually creates vitality within your own body. So if you think about this as our ecosystem, our bellies, our gut, it really generates energy and electricity within our body, changing the way in which we move through the world, changing the way in which we digest and process food. So somebody who typically has gas, bloating, heartburn, constipation, IBS, they eat a little bit of sauerkraut and it helps to regulate the gut microbiome and balancing out that ecosystem within their gut. Interesting. Interesting. So, so what, what does fi- how does fiber play a role in that? Cause fiber, I just, I, I just thought, I mean, over the years I've read about fiber and I've, you know, I've had various health issues and, and, you know, read about such things. I just thought fiber just simply provided the bulk for it to go through your system so that you, you know, you have healthy bowel movements and that, that sort of jazz. Yeah. Fiber is essential for healthy bowel movements. It helps to create more bulk in the bowel movement, which actually went by the more, the bigger the bowel movement, the more you're moving through that large intestine where really that's where you want the bacteria to go. So if we take a a probiotic pill, the probiotic pill doesn't have the fiber, so it doesn't make its way into the large intestine. It will definitely Mm. help in the small intestine, but the fermented foods has the fiber, and that fiber is capable of pulling those beneficial microbes all the way down into the large intestine, into the colon, where it's really most important to actually get those beneficial bacteria. So you need that fiber to be the carrier to pull those probiotics all the way down into the large intestine in the colon. You know, it's fascinating I, because in some of the stuff that I've read and I'm, I'm kind of a YouTube uh, junkie. And so I get on and there's a lot of great information and bad information, of course, but there's a gal by the name of Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who has become a real advocate of exactly what you're talking about. Um, she's going to the Salk Institute and, and, and she has, interviewed, you know, researchers in this area and whatnot, and has really talked about how most people are really walking around with low-grade inflammation uh, throughout their bodies and how probiotics and being mindful of gut bacteria can be beneficial. So is that some of the same stuff that you're talking about? Indeed, yeah, because the beneficial, one jar of my sauerkraut, for example, is equivalent to eight bottles of probiotic pills. It's been tested any sauerkraut that ferments that for four weeks at a time that has just the cabbage and the salt. There are different um, back, or there are different ferments out there that sometimes they have whey in them or they have different starters. Right. But if you truly just do a cabbage, salt, and a spice, you're going to get so many beneficial bacteria in one jar of sauerkraut where it is going to change that gut flora. The other piece of it is biodiversity. So you know, ensuring that we're eating all colors of the rainbow, that we're eating locally, that we're eating foods that actually have good microbes on it. In our minds, when we think of bugs, we think bugs are bad, but ultimately bugs are really important for a healthy immune system. As I think I mentioned on the last interview is we have more benefit, we have more bacteria cells than we actually have human cells. Oh really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we got a lot we got a lot crawling around on the inside of us then. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that I don't know if that's a reassuring uh, thought or not, but I guess if it is what it is, then you, you gotta take care of them. So well so so do antibiotics 
I mean, I've read that antibiotics can can kill really all the bacteria, both good and bad. Yep, that's true. It's antibiotics. So it's killing yeah. those um, bacteria within the belly. The idea is to kill any sort of microorganism within the belly, and it's killing everything, the good and the bad, and in order to re-inoculate the gut. It takes a long time to make that happen, and you have mm. to do it through through fermented foods, through biodiversity in your foods, eating locally, as I already mentioned. But biodiversity is the key to reestablish a healthy gut microbiome. Interesting. So, so where do animal products figure into any of this? I mean, like yogurt, for example, which is fermented. I mean, it is an animal product. Yeah, you know, I'm not anti-animal products. Um, you know, I, as far as yogurt, yogurt, not all yogurts are created equally. Right. If, you yeah. want, if you want a really clean yogurt, make it yourself. Go to Jessica's Farm, get yourself some raw milk. You could also order it through Grove Ladder Farm. But you get yourself some raw milk and you can mm. make your own yogurt. And that is going to have the microbes. And when it ferments... It changes. So most people who might have um, aversion or might have some allergies related to dairy products, once it ferments, it completely changes. So if you right. have, you know, that's one a really hard thing for people to understand about the fermenting process. Mm. They might have an aversion to the dairy, but once it's been fermented, it has a different effect on you. And those are different bacteria. Again, the more biodiverse we are, the better microbiome, the healthier, the more robust microbiome that we have. I, I've often thought about the industrial food complex that's built up here in Western civilization. And if you go back a hundred years, you know, we were growing, things were moving faster. And so, of course, you know, fast food was created for a, a, a civilization that was on the move and whatnot. And then at the same time, it would seem like we had all these new discoveries in medicine, antibiotics and, you know, preservatives, all that sort of jazz really to kind of feed this civilization that was moving at a faster pace. And I, I, kind of, I don't really blame why things developed that way. But it seems like the unintended consequences are these things like exactly what you're talking about. Um, this low-grade inflammation that uh, like, you know, I know I have it or I, I've discovered it. And it's caused some, some issues with me in particular, some health problems with me that I've had to deal with since I recently went plant-based. But I think now we're discovering exactly what you're talking about. I think it has been discovered exactly what we're talking about which is you have to take care of this part of your body, which is really, it seems to me, like I'm starting to learn, is like almost all of your health really comes from taking care of your gut, of your gut health. Sure. I mean, well, if you think about our bodies, our gut as our gas tank, it is the fuel that we're putting into our gas tank and our fuel is our energy. It's how we move through the day, through the world. And the, the, more, the higher the frequency, the cleaner the food, the better that we're going to move through the world. And if we're eating 
low-frequency food, food that has been processed, factory farmed animals, mm. those all have a frequency and it's not one that's positive and it's, it's dense, it's heavy. And we tend to move through the world in that way as well. You know, not getting too deeply into factory farms, but when we right. think about, you know, how, how those animals are treated from just an energy standpoint, and we believe that food is medicine and every time we eat, we're either feeding the, the, the disease or we're healing the body. Right. Well, if we're taking in an, a tortured animal, literally a tortured animal that had the inability not to, that didn't have the ability to actually live the life that it was intended to live. And then we're consuming that. We take that on and you could see that in certain people that they are tortured. We, you know, sometimes this life can be challenging and life is hard regardless of how you're eating or not eating. But if you're eating high frequency food, food that was prepared with love, food that was able to be raised in a humane way, we're taking on that energy as well. So really thinking about that food as a frequency and energy and how we want to move through the world. Interesting. Well, that's, that's fascinating. Let's, let's, if we can, let's switch a little bit in the time we have left. I want to talk about your product, how it's made and yeah, just share with us. How do you make your product and uh, how does it kind of align with, with what you've talked about so far? Well, ingredients, key, you know, organic is the key ingredient um, to any healthy food. So I only use organic ingredients. I use a pink salt and I use different spices, which have different energetics mm. to it. Also, what I always say is my main ingredient, and this is part of my mission statement, is that intention. What is my intention? So I prepare all of my food. I don't have a bunch of employees working for me. I go into the kitchen. I set in healing intention that whomever consumes the food, may they be filled with the love, the light, and the healing that their bodies require. And it's very intentional. And the food itself, I think that's why people come back to me and say it's the best sauerkraut that they've ever had. It truly doesn't taste like most sauerkrauts because, again, it's that intention. It's the fact that I'm the one going in there. I'm preparing it. I'm very conscious of my mind and my energy when I'm in that kitchen. Well, it sounds like it's super high grade. And I will say I, this happened 72 hours ago. I don't typically eat sauerkraut. I, you're really picking my interest to, uh, to really try this out. But I will say literally 72 hours ago, my neighbors went back up north for the summer and as they normally do, they give us some of their goodies that they have left over and they brought over sweet potatoes and other stuff. But they had a bag of sauerkraut, which was bought at the local store. And it was virtually inedible. Well, it was inedible because I threw it out. It was just horrible. And I, it just surprised me how bad it was. And as I'll say, as I'm looking at your products here on your website, I see uh, the Healer, Curry Love, Sacred Seed, Golden Goddess, Ginger Bliss, vegan kimchi and they look a whole lot better what i than what i just experienced with with what my neighbors gave me so let's talk about some of these if we can so yeah yeah let me just touch on the sauerkraut in the bag i think that's really important and it's part of the process within my kitchen as well 
sauerkraut is acidic and it's absorbing the plastic. Mm. So you're taking in some of those chemicals, those parabens within the plastic. So you're not consuming just the sauerkraut. You're actually, yeah. So that's why it doesn't taste so great. The other thing that I do within the kitchen, I make small batches. So they're five gallon batches and they're prepared in these clay um, vats. So you're not getting any of the plastic. You're getting it in the, the traditional way. And then obviously based on my website, you could see that it's in glass and you're not absorbing any of that plastic either, which is really important. And hence that's why I started making my own sauerkraut because I went to the store and I didn't like it. I'm like, if I need to eat this, I need to enjoy what I'm eating. And lo and behold, now that I'm actually making sauerkraut, I have a deeper understanding that most sauerkraut houses actually ferment in plastic bags. So when you make this, you go to a commercial kitchen and you have all the equipment there. Yes. So so what would somebody see then? I mean, you already talked about the intentionality that you have behind this. So, I mean, how long does it take for you to make the five-gallon batches and how often do you make it? You know, my kitchen is bare bones. You've got the sink, the commercial kitchen sink. You've got another sink. You've got big coolers. You have these vats. You have two rooms. One room, the the back room is where it ferments. The front room is where I process it. I have a processing table with a shredder. And typically on Mondays, I ferment and I usually... um, acquire about five 500 pounds of cabbage each Monday. And um, on Tuesdays is my day that I harvest. So I actually go in there and ferments that have been fermenting for more than four weeks. I harvest those ferments yeah. at that time. Yeah. Okay. So and where do you typically source your um, the vegetables that you make this with? Locally is where where I usually go now that we're moving out of season. I right. have a organic supplier that I purchase from, and I mm. typically get it from this coast. So right now we'll probably slowly start to move up um, north where it's starting to get cooler. And I usually stay on the East Coast versus the West Coast. So again, I'm looking at your your webpage here, and you have a half a dozen different offerings. They all have a different taste profile. Do they all typically have the same health benefits? They have the same probiotic benefits. But for example, if you look at the healer, which is my bestseller, that's great for inflammation because you have the ginger and the turmeric in there. When you ferment spices they become 30% more more bioavailable. The sacred seed, which has a fennel seed, fennel is cooling to the body. It's great for um, acid reflux, IBS. It's an antispasmodic, specifically fennel. Uh, If you look at like the... the vegan kimchi, you've got some rooted vegetables in there. Yep. It's really grounding, also some anti-inflammatory properties. So based on the spice would determine the energetics and the different medicinal effects of each ferment. Yeah, turmeric and ginger are the only two that I really know as far as any health benefits. As a matter of fact, it's interesting, my, my neighbor said that he uses it for arthritis and he mm-hmm. takes he takes basically takes pills and whatnot. So so you have ginger and turmeric in a number of these. Absolutely, because they taste good and they're great for inflammation. Turmeric solves like nine hundred and nine thousand issues within our body. Yeah. If, you, if you look at the Ayurveda text, there's so many medicinal 
effects of turmeric. The one thing that I would like to say about a supplement versus food, a supplement that goes directly to the liver. If you're taking a supplement, you at least want to take it with meals. Taking turmeric mm. with black pepper or oils, yep. it helps with absorption. So that's a key component when taking a supplement. And I'm a huge fan of supporting food over supplements. Yeah, of course. Now, how would people typically consume these? T take the healer or... The golden goddess, I mean, do they put them on a sandwich, you put them in a smoothie, How do or on a salad. How do they typically consume? The first thing that's really important is you don't want to heat it up. When you heat it up, you're killing the beneficial yep. bacteria. Yep. But think of it as a condiment. So just a couple of scoops with a sandwich on top of a salad. It makes a great salad dressing. Avocado toast. If you eat eggs, it I saw that. With I love eggs. avocado toast. Yeah, yeah. that looks great. If you're if you are a consumer of meat, you definitely need to have a little bit of fermented foods with eat, each meal to help break down the meat. Anything that you eat, you could add just a couple of scoops full and it will elevate the meal. And the other key component about fermented foods and the beneficial bacteria is it helps with absorption and assimilation. Most of us are in the survival mode and our bodies have an inability to actually absorb and assimilate the nutrients that we're consuming. So we could have this beautiful nutrient-dense meal, but if we're not absorbing it, it's really not doing any good for our bodies. The beneficial bacteria of the probiotics within the sauerkraut helps right. with absorption. Okay. The bioavailability of it, I guess is the term. Is that is that what you use or... Yes. Okay. Well, that is really fascinating. Where can we find your product? Well, as you mentioned, I'm on Saturdays. I'm at the Sarasota Farmer's Market every Saturday. Morton's Market, which has been a local market here in town for 50 plus yep. years. It's a great place. It's a great place. You've got Jessica's Farm, Crop Juice, Green Zebra, Whole Foods here locally. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Artisan Cheese Company. If you haven't seen Louise, go out and meet her. And then up north in St. Pete and Tampa, you've got Rolling Oats, Nature's Food Patch, and um, a couple of restaurants. So if you check out Leela and who else has it? Um, Cafe in the Park also offers it. And Special Nutrition out on Stickney Point also carries it. I was really glad to see you in Whole Foods because all these others that you've mentioned are, are pretty much local. And Whole Foods is, of course, part of Amazon, which is a huge organization. But the times I've been into Whole Foods, they really make an effort to source locally produ uh, uh, produced product. And so it's great to see you in there. It's great to be in there. I'm only in five locations locally. And okay. that, feels, that feels right. It feels like I'm not overstretching. You know, the one thing about growing as a company, you you slowly start to become a burden on your community. If I was to expand and continue to grow, that becomes a burden within my community because of the waste and the things that start to occur. So it's really important to be mindful just how big one wants mm. to get in order to stay true to what was important to me. And that was helping my community. So there, there's a fine balance there. Well, that's wonderful. So, so you do not want to take this coast to coast and uh, ferment delicious no. to be uh, on the front of Forbes magazine and all that sort of jazz then? 
No, you know, this for me is my love of the community and my desire to make my community a better place. And again, the bigger you grow, the the more of a burden you become to your community. Well, that's well said. That's well said. Well, you certainly have a wonderful product. Thank you. And it's wonderful that people can go to all these different locations to find it. And you can also be found on Facebook and Instagram. You have two accounts there. So if people want to go there, she has some wonderful photographs of her products. And so I encourage everybody to go there. Sharon, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. And I was going to say, once we get you coast to coast, we'll have you back on the show. But if you're not going to do that, we'll just have to find out if you come out with any more product or anything else like that. So it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.